Welcome to Fresh Bread from Candy's Kitchen. Thank you for being with me today. If today's podcast blesses you in some way or challenges you in some way, I ask that you share it with someone. The more we share, the more we get the word of the Lord out there. And uh, we just pray that it's a blessing. Today we're going to talk about a parable that Jesus gives It's a fun parable to me because he's talking about women and he's talking about money. And so anytime you talk about women and money, I am all ears because I am a woman that doesn't have a whole lot of money, but enjoys money when I do have it. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 15 and we are going to look at the story of Uh, the woman with the lost coin. Uh, I suppose it's probably uh, labeled in different ways. Maybe that which was lost is now found. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to call it women and the lost money. So the story is very interesting. It's talking about a woman that had 10 pieces of silver. Now, we don't know exactly what this story is referring to or why this woman has 10 pieces of silver, but I teach women of the Bible, and one of the things that I've read says that more than likely, it was part of the dowry that was paid for her uh, when she uh, was given in marriage And the father gave part of that dowry back to his daughter when she left his home to go live with her husband. And some people say that that was her money, that was her property. And even in the case of a divorce... Uh, In that day and time, a man could divorce a woman and pretty much force her out of the home at that moment if if he was that angry or that uh, maybe mean and controlling. But what she had on her would have belonged to her. So if you think back to some of the pictures that you've seen of ancient times, you would see women that would have coins sewn to their headdress and coins sewn to their clothing at times. And so we're going to go with that angle. Uh, if it's not correct, you can correct me or, uh, or, or it really won't change what this story, I believe, is trying to say. But for our case... I'm going to say that this woman had 10 pieces of silver that uh, she had somehow sewn to her clothes and she knew that she had these 10 pieces of silver. So one particular day as, uh, as she's going through her day, maybe she reaches up and she touches uh, the coins that are there. The coins um, were roughly, each coin was roughly uh, equivalent to the Roman denarius, which was worth about a day's wage. So she had approximately 10 days wages 
that maybe she had sewn to her clothing. And so she is maybe reaching up and touching those coins for some reason. And she realizes that there is a coin that is missing. Now this coin would have been a symbol of her security. It would have been that money that she would have had that was hers should some tragedy come along. And so we find this lady uh, becoming rather frantic, I, I would say. Which is interesting to me because I've put myself in her place and I thought, I don't like to lose money. I have lost money before because I'm probably not the, uh, the person that is uh, extremely organized and so I can put money away and forget that I put it somewhere and when I lose it, I, I'm sad, I, I feel bad, but I, I don't get frantic. And so I look at the story and go, why was she so frantic over this one piece of silver. Now, we don't know the answer to that because the Bible doesn't tell us. All we know is that she gets frantic. She had 10 pieces of silver and she loses one piece. Now, one thing I want to say here at the beginning is she lost it, but you have to realize that just her losing it didn't mean that it belonged to someone else it still belonged to her. It was just, it was lost. So she had to find it. So what's interesting to me is what she does when she realizes that she has lost this piece of uh, money, this security of hers, uh, what actions that she takes, that's what gets my attention. It says, if she loses one piece, does she not light a candle and sweep the house and search diligently till she find it? So she lights a candle. Now we have to understand, and I'm sure we all do, that they did not have uh, the appliances, the lighting systems that we have today. So she couldn't just go turn on a light on the wall, uh, but she had to come up with a light. She had to light a candle. Some people say, uh, well, the scripture says that she lit a candle. It could have been that she lit a lamp, some, some scholars say. Uh, but she lights something, and then she sweeps her house, and then she seeks diligently to find it. She's searching diligently because it belonged to her, but it just somehow got away from her. So I, as I was thinking about this particular story, I was thinking about the, the ways that she tries to, uh, to find what was hers. Number one, she uh, lights a candle or she lights a lamp. And I couldn't help but think in a spiritual sense how that there are times in our own spiritual lives when we maybe lose something of value that really belongs to us. So let's evaluate our lives 
right now. And your evaluation is going to be different than my evaluation because we're two different people. We've all received the Spirit of God, but when we receive the Spirit of God, God has also put within us different talents. Uh, He's also given us the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, goodness, and I'm sure I forgot some of them. But God gives us these gifts that come with His Spirit. And with those gifts and with the talents that God gives us, and I believe that He puts those talents deep into our DNA, so to speak, even when we're in our mother's womb. I believe, according to several scriptures, uh, that the Lord actually places within us, in our mother's womb, the thing that he desires of us as we go forward uh, in life. And I think then we spend our life trying to figure out what is it that God wants me to do. So all of us have these talents. We have these gifts. We have this impartation, if you will, from God, what he wants from us. And so usually we act out those things in our life. Maybe, um, maybe you're a person with an extremely sweet spirit. And then you're the one that everybody wants to go to when they need to hear something, just something sweet. You're, uh, you're a hugger maybe. You, uh, you're just an encourager. You're an uplifting person. Maybe or maybe... One of your gifts, and and you could have a combination of these, I'm sure you understand. Maybe you are an extreme worshiper. God has been so good to you, and you just can't get away from it. You just worship him. You worship him for who he is. You worship him for what he's done for you. Uh, And so you're an extreme worshiper. Maybe you're a person that is an extreme prayerful person. I know people that spend an hour or more a day praying to the Lord, seeking his face. Uh, sometimes it's, it's in worship to him. Sometimes it's in asking him for things. Sometimes it's praying for your family. Sometimes it's praying for revival around the world. So you're just an extreme prayer person. We, we would call them sometimes a prayer warrior, someone that goes to war in the spirit in prayer. Or maybe you are one of those soul winners, and that is like the top thing in your life. You're always wanting to win a soul for Jesus because you know what he's done for you, and you want him to do it for someone else. Or maybe someone hasn't been raised in a church and they need to know about Jesus. And that is like your life's goal is to seek and to save that which was lost, like Jesus. Maybe you're a person that's a mentor. Uh, you, you always take somebody under wing. You're a Barnabas. Uh, you're that son of consolation. You're that person that's trying to lift somebody up to help them go to the next level in Christ. Uh, maybe you're a passionate teacher. You, you love the word of God. You love the things of God. And you just are passionate to, to teach. Maybe you have a position of a Sunday school or a, or a college or, or just teaching around a kitchen table. You're passionate. You're a passionate teacher. Maybe you're a person that is a singer. Maybe you sing on your platform at church, 
Or maybe you're just the singer that just sings wherever you are. Maybe you sing in the shower. You sing when you're cooking uh, breakfast or lunch or dinner. Or you, you sing in the car. You just sing into the Lord. Nobody's going to give you a solo, but it doesn't matter because you've got that solo singing to that one God. And so we all, and so those are just a few that I thought of. So we all have these things that are in us that, that we're passionate about, that we, that we do. And so there comes times, and I don't mean mean this to be negative. I'm just dealing with us as humans. I'm not perfect, and I have a feeling that no one listening to this podcast is perfect. But probably if you're listening to this podcast... You, like me, we're, I'm, I'm seeking after perfection. I don't think I'll ever get it because I'm not perfect. I'm human. I have humanness. Uh, I have things in me that I wish were not there. I have that Adamic nature that something can just set me off. And, and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one. So when I, I think about this parable, I think about things that are valuable to me the spiritual things that are valuable to me, the things that make me who I am in Christ. And I know, though, that there are times when if I were to reach up and touch each of those coins of who I am, there are times when I would go, oh, (laughs) well, maybe I've lost that. Uh, I, I don't sing unto the Lord like I used to. Uh, maybe I don't try to find somebody to teach a Bible study to anymore. And so I find that thing that I've lost. And so it happens with all of us. So this is an encouraging podcast to say to us, there's a way to get it back. And the way to get it back is the way this woman got it back when she discovered that she had lost a very valuable coin to her. So what's the first thing she did? She lit a candle. She lit a candle. In a spiritual sense, we have to do the same thing. We have to get a light. The word of God says in Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's the word of the Lord that if we will revisit it, it will help us on our journey to getting back that which we lost, but that still belongs to us. Psalm 119 and verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Now, he's referring to a young man, but it could be any of us. Wherewithal can Candy Barkus cleanse her way? How? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Going to the word of God finding the word of God that will encourage you to find what it is that you've lost. Psalm 119.11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I've got to go back to the word. Hebrews 4.12 says, 
For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. If we will, if we will look to the word of God, it will give us that encouragement to find what we've lost. So I thought of an example. So let's say it's singing that that is just big in your life. You're just a singer. And somehow you find yourself not singing. Well, if you went to the word of the Lord, you could find a verse like this that says, sing unto the Lord a new song. So there's something in the word that would encourage you to go back and sing. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. I love this verse. Uh, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You can't even read that verse without that verse just encouraging you to sing once again. So you got to go to the Word. What's the next thing that she does? She sweeps her house, which means to me sometimes I just have to get the junk out of my heart. Sometimes it's junk that causes me, junk in my spirit that causes me not to sing. Or it's junk in my heart that causes me not to be what I used to be. Psalm 51, 7 says, Cleanse me, wash me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. It's just a simple repentance. Repentance just means turn around and go in the other direction. It's not some big bad thing. It's just turn your way. So she goes to the word. She lights her lamp. She lights her candle. She sweeps her house. And then she seeks diligently till she finds it. Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We have to diligently seek after God. And if we will seek after him, he will help us find what it is that we have lost. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9 says, Take heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. I tell you, I tell myself, if we've lost something that's of value, light your lamp. Sweep your spiritual house, seek diligently, and you will find what you have lost. And then find a friend and rejoice because all of heaven is rejoicing. The angels of God are rejoicing when you find what you've lost. First of all, I think they rejoice because now you're going to be happier. But not only that, your happiness is going to cause you to affect someone else's life. Let's find maybe what we've lost. It doesn't make us a horrible person. It just makes us human. But the good news is we can find it. We can rejoice and we can go forward. God bless you today. Sit down in your journal and evaluate yourself. 
Are you maybe, have you lost a piece of money, a coin, something that made you valuable to God? You lost it. Write it down. Write down how you're going to find it. Or maybe you're going to review a time when you lost and you've already found it. But just write in your journal. I'm telling you, we're going to have victory if we follow the principles of seeking the word, cleaning out our spiritual home, and seeking diligently till we find that which belongs to us. God bless you today.